Good evening, and welcome to the High Horror Society. And you have Good Zach evening. and Kyle here. Hi. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. All three of you. All three of you. We, we are hope. your hosts, Zach and Kyle. And this evening, we watched Summer of 84, yes. 2018 Canadian horror mystery that, wouldn't you know it, also a Shudder exclusive. Wouldn't you know? Shudder, if you look Shutter. down in the show notes below, I left my address okay. for that check you promised to send me for uh, in your uh, service here. <laughs> and so We need some money. We please, do, son. desperately. <laughs> We're really desperate for money really, and please. attention. Yes. Um, <laughs> so... Summer of, summer of 84 what a great summer wasn't it it was a good summer it was it was all right it summer was a, it was a creepy summer it was a creepy interesting weird little summer and uh so summer of 84 is a uh, french canadian horror mystery directed by the filmmaking collective rkss and i don't know what that exactly stands for mm-hmm. i thought it was their initials of their name but it's a uh, francois simard Anouk Wassell and Johan Carl Wassell, who also wrote and directed uh, Turbo Kid, which is ah. another like 80s throwback type of movie. It's like a sci-fi horror. Okay. It's not along the same vein as um, Summer of 84. This is more of definitely like a mystery thriller type of movie okay. where uh, Turbo Kid was just kind of like an off-the-wall comic book superhero. Oh, okay. This kid finds this like power glove from this uh, comic book hero it's like a post-apocalyptic wasteland and it it's like a power glove and it zaps and kills people that sounds cool actually. he meets this like this. cyborg chick who's like this it's stupid it's fun <laughs> of course it's a fun little movie though Sweet. um yeah it's not bad i actually really enjoyed it a lot um that's kind of what led me to want to watch this is i saw that they directed it and i was like holy shit this is perfect this is gonna nice. work out well um so the production companies behind summer of 84 are bright light pictures um they did 2016's colossal 2009 slither slither <laughs> which is a really great little zombie horror movie Slither. we should check that out right. it's great uh wicker man from 2006 with uh nicholas cage from the you've probably seen the meme where he's like the bees like i don't know no. oh, i don't think so it's a good it's a terrible good movie like it's he nicholas punches cage. a bear he punches a lady <laughs> in the face who's dressed like as a bear oh, it's God. fucked up but it's i gotta amazing. see that and then uh the terrible house of the dead from 2003 the video game adaptation remember the house of the dead games that was the one where you just had the gun and it was the screen those are cool those are coming at you yeah there's like 30 of them but now that movie was in 2003 and it was awful they actually made a sequel too those bastards it was terrible how dare they we should do a whole (laughs) the guy who directed that ue boyle or Boyle Bull or whatever the hell his name is. We should do a whole series on his terrible movies because okay. he's done a lot, he's a lot of, of shitty movies. So he's known for he's like doing the modern movies. day Ed Wood. Do you know who Ed Wood is? Ed oh really? No, we I don't know anything. Zach, you gotta teach me all <laughs> Man, this stuff. Plan Nine from Outer Space. It's all it's all from my learn from Spenguli and shit. And I know Spenguli. I remember some of those movies, but I was never. You probably too seen into a it. couple Ed Wood movies. Then. Okay. Yeah, they're awful. Nice. But fun. Yeah. I mean, it's what made Sven Sven career yeah shitty like, movies shitty and, movies like and commenting on them and talking <laughs> yeah. over them yeah like what we're doing it, yeah. it really did um another production company behind this was gunpowder and sky uh they're also the distribution company they're behind um 
the recent movie Cam that's on Netflix. It's another horror Cam. movie. It's about like a Cam girl, I think. I don't think I've seen it. Oh um, wait, yeah. maybe is it pretty new? It's pretty. I think it just okay. came out recently, a couple I think weeks I saw ago. That. Yeah, the trailer. And then uh, a trailer that I actually just saw about two weeks ago. Uh, my brother Connor sent me uh, for a movie called Prospect. It's like a sci-fi horror flick Prospect. about like being uh, stranded on a planet with like a weird Ooh. psycho killer type Ooh, of thing. Yeah, I like that. It sounds. <laughs> it looked pretty cool. Um, producers are Sean Williamson, James Parker, Matt Lasell, Van. Toffler and Cody Zwig and uh, music by uh, Len Motos and the movie stars a couple of folks uh, Graham Verchier um, which uh, he was in uh, the TV show Fargo and the TV show The Good Doctor oh, cool. um, Judah Lewis as Tommy uh, he was in The Babysitter which was a Netflix horror movie Deliverance Creek Demolition and the TV show Game of Silence never seen any of those uh, nope, nope. Um, Caleb Emery as Woody uh, Corey Grutter as Curtis Fairday and uh, Tara Skovby uh, as Nikki, the hot next door neighbor uh, girl. Neighbor. She was in the neighbor girl. She was in the unauthorized Saved by the Bell story. What? <laughs> Riverdale and uh, that terrible TV show Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time. What was that one? Um, that was the one where like. All the all the Disney characters are now like brainwashed and they live in oh. the town and they don't know they're all Disney princesses. But like, is it real? Like a yeah. animation? Okay, yeah, it's like I a real. Uh, it's that. really, it's just Awful. like a girl show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, ladies. <laughs> I don't. I just amazing, didn't like it. Actually. Yeah, it wasn't my cup of tea for sure. Obviously, <laughs> as you could tell with the content we consume for this <laughs> podcast. Um, Rich Sumner or Summer. Um, he was in Mad Men and Devil Wears Prada. He played Officer Mackey. Oh, so yeah, he did. I a thought good, yeah, he looked job. familiar. Yeah, he's like, been in a couple kinda, little things. He was in Mad Men mostly. He was the one of the executive or not executive guys, but he was one of the ad guys that uh, was always on the team with them. Oh, cool. He had a couple. He was on there for a couple seasons. Nice. So I have three different synopsises synopsis, synopsis for this one. I'm going to learn that plural of that word eventually and Synopsy. use it, but today is not that day. So <clears throat> I'm going to attempt to read them. They are in order from shortest to longest, so I will continue to further butcher them the longer they get. So prepare. I'm ready. Um, here we go. After suspecting their police officer neighbor is a serial killer, a group of teenage friends spend their summer spying on him and gathering evidence. But as they get closer to discovering the truth, things get dangerous. Yes, they do. Summer, <laughs> 1984. Oh, this is number two. Sorry. Sorry. That's synopsis number one. This is number two. Summer, 1984. The perfect time to be a to be 15 years old and carefree but when neighborhood conspiracy theorist Davey Armstrong begins to suspect his police officer neighbor might be the serial killer all over the local news he and his three best friends begin an investigation that soon turns dangerous Ooh. that's pretty accurate that a little sense. more accurate than the one above because it mm -hmm. gives us a couple of names yeah. This is the longest one, and this is the one I'm going to destroy because I've tried reading it like four times I uh, believe in, in practice for this, and it's not gone well. So here it's we are. <laughs> Every serial killer is someone's neighbor. For 15-year-old Davy, the thought of having a serial killer in a suburban town is a scary yet exciting prospect at the start of a lazy summer. In hormonal overdrive, Davy and his friends dream of sexual conquests until the news reports of the Cape May killer. Davy convinces his friends that they must investigate and they un uncover that his next-door neighbor, an unassuming single police officer, could be the prime suspect. Could Davy be possibly be right? 
or is it, or, or it is his or is it his overactive imagination? That was the best one that's gone so far. Yeah, I didn't screw up till the end there. And I like that one. It's, I like that it's one too. Longer. It's more detail, but the detail is really like especially the hormonal it. overdrive oh, yeah. part. Because oh, my yeah. god, they <laughs> really let you know in this movie that I mean, these kids are horny teenagers. I mean, I, it's, it's like when we were kids. Like, no yeah, way man. was it that bad, dude. Oh my know. god. I mean, your brother was pretty. Bad. He was pretty bad. <laughs> Just, and don't get me wrong, we went, I'm. I'm we like, wouldn't assume someone like murdered people, but like. You know, girls coming around and like, oh yeah, trying to do push-ups in front of people and like impress people and stuff. Yeah. So it's, but you know, I was, I don't think any of us were ever as tightly wound as these fucking kids, man. They were just like, they can't even see a pair of tits without falling over True. themselves. It was terrible. True. Like but, nobody yeah, ever like got saw a porno mag and was like, Wah! but obviously we grew up in the age of the internet. True. You know, we boobs were a few yeah. clicks away. Where for log these on. kids, where yeah. it was, it was like, dial up, so parents know. But yeah, but my parents magazine. weren't very tech savvy, so like they oh, didn't true. really catch on. You, you just know, delete like, the history. Yeah, delete the internet okay. history. They would yeah. never know. So, but um, they probably <laughs> still wouldn't know. My mom's probably still listening. Like, what the I hell is he like talking about? His <laughs> internet story? history. There's cookies on the internet now. <laughs> How do they taste? Mm-hmm. That's really bad joke. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. <laughs> We're already screwing this up. All right, back uh, to the uh, fun uh, facts. Let me see the banner. Fun facts. Don't sue me, so McDonald's. Do... <laughs> fun facts. <laughs> um, so, starting off with our fun facts. Yeah. Uh, the principal photography for this movie uh, began in Vancouver of ju- in July of 2017. Hmm. So, they put it together pretty quick if that's kind of when they initiated things principal photography is like taking pictures of the landscapes and oh, stuff okay. like that cool and like yeah getting stuff for b-roll and things like that the nice. transitions between things to make sure you have all the seasons consistent and shit you know okay um the uh cruel summer the song cruel summer by bananarama plays while they are riding their bmx bikes in one scene uh and uh it's exactly the same positioning in the Karate Kid with uh, when they're riding their BMX bikes to the same song. That's so, cool. It, yeah, it's kind of like a little, nice little, little nod. nod. Nice. And apparently Karate Kid was released in the summer of 84. So that's oh. kind of a fitting little tribute to I it. Like that. Um, so this was the part I wanted to talk to you about. We uh, we mentioned this when we were watching the movie, the uh, the game machine that they had. The yeah. Poly Boyos, Poly Bios. It uh, that they saw at the bowling center and it had a uh, out of order sign on it, um, and that, apparently that game never existed. And I did a little research on it; and it was kind of interesting. So it's a pretty much an uh, it says it's almost certainly a fictional arcade game, the subject of an urban legend that supposedly first emerged in the year 2000, mm-hmm. and it served for the inspiration for several free commercial games by the same name. Um, the original game is allegedly part of some government-run psychology experiment based in Portland, Oregon. Uh, the gameplay supposedly produced intense psychoactive and addictive effects in the player. Mm-hmm. Um, these few publicly staged arcade machines were said to be uh, have been visited periodically by Men in Black oh. for the purpose of data mining the machines and analyzing these effects. Uh, and eventually, all of these machine arcade machines allegedly disappeared from the arcade market. So. It was kind of like a nice little That's tribute cool. to some weird 80s urban legend that took place in the, the film takes place in um, uh, what was it? It's it, Isper. Oh, it was like yeah. Whisper. Something. Something. Something weird. Something. Some weird name. Some weird. Um, so it's Oregon basically name. in Oregon somewhere in you know suburban town. So it's kind of interesting little. That was cool. Nod. You know. I like that. Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> um, 
when Davy cleans his closet just before finding the G.I. Joe walkie-talkies, you can clearly spot a turbo uh, figure of Turbo Kid oh. from Turbo from Kid turbo the movie. Kid. That's cool. So that's kind of cool. Um, and Mackie's, and Officer Mackie's secret lockup uh, as a Volkswagen Beetle. This is where I read the Volkswagen okay. Beetle part. Yeah. I just forgot I read it and then applied. <laughs> so I thought I saw it in the movie. I thought I saw the Volkswagen bug earlier in the movie, you. but I didn't. My brain was playing tricks on me. But, gotcha. uh so yes, he has that car, and that is the same car uh, owned by serial killer Ted Bundy. Oh wow! So that's pretty creepy. Yeah, we have a couple of these little the things popping car. up in our horror mm-hmm. reviews. We had last week, we had something with Charles Manson, and then I think even the week before that, we were talking about. Um, oh no, it was last week too. It was uh, kind of a nod to uh, the son, uh, son of Sam oh, killer. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Berkowitz. Yeah, so there was, yeah, what was that? What was that, that fun was. fact? I could look it up, but either way, just go listen to the old podcast on Mandy, <laughs> just go which back was time. a pretty good movie. Um, let's see, moving right along. Again, getting distracted yet again. Uh, let's see. Uh, at one point, Mackie mentions to Davey that uh, uh, that he has a couple of walkie-talkies retired from the police force that the kid can borrow, right? Yes, he did. And he says they cover everything. Then we kind of mentioned this, too. Oh, like, yeah. oh they cover everything. And I'm signal. winking at the camera. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, basically. Because the kids, obviously, it's a 1980s movie, so it wouldn't be complete without kids using walkie-talkies. Of course. Because that's just what they did. That's what we did. Via, you know, obviously, kind of ripping off Stranger Things a little bit there, because that's what they do in that movie. Yeah. And Three Ninjas, and yeah. probably E.T. Oh, that's and Every 80s kid movie has walkie-talkies. That's, you have to. That's another one There's of those no things. Phones. Yeah, that's true. There's no phones. It's one of those weird things. How can E.T. call home without a walkie-talkie? That's true. You had the C and say, okay, true. then with the thing, and they made the, the saw blade. Thing. go and it made the thing and it talked into <laughs> outer space with the umbrella somehow that saw can talk it did it worked saw talk. he's an alien with magic touchy powers <laughs> leave him alone There's touchy powers <laughs> so touchy. um so yes and then the police officer obviously say it says something along the lines of like yeah. you can hear everything i'm tapping into your conversation like i'm uh, listening <laughs> like, to you fucking kids talking about much. spying on me all summer long yeah. um Another cool little thing here, nod to uh, another horror movie, is when the boys are in the clubhouse talking about the the hot girl. Um, they're drinking from a bottle of McCready's whiskey, and yes. that's a nod to the thing I mentioned that yeah, earlier. That's um, pretty cool. Kurt Russell's it. character is uh, McCready, and he's drinking JB Scotch whiskey at different points in the movie. Uh, most famously at the end, at where the he's, end. we're childs and stuff. We're, we're aliens. Childs. Drinks it. <laughs> yeah. You know. He drinks the gasoline Molotov cocktail. <gasps> And then uh, another one at uh, um, at one point, the kid mentions um, some experiment covered up by the government, and uh, this was said it was supposed to be a reference to Stranger Things, kind of like another nod because oh. Stranger Things is set in uh, obviously a similar small town in mm-hmm. 1984 as well. Um, so maybe they are insinuating it exists some, in some odd co-universe thing who knows that's pretty cool that's just again a nice little yeah. tribute to kind of i mean because pro- honestly this movie probably wouldn't exist if it weren't for the popularity of stranger things oh yeah definitely you know yeah like, that, you just tell there's the so whole, many similarities yeah to it was almost so it was almost ridiculous but yeah um it was still good though it, it wasn't bad um in the clubhouse uh, poster hangs on the wall um uh, and the cover of it is uh from the 1983 final issue of the punk rock zine touch and go and uh, this cover features Henry Rollins from, obviously, Black Flag, Henry Rollins Band, and Ian McKay of Minor Threat and Fugazi. So kind of little cool things there. That is cool. Uh, when Eats, Faraday, and Woody, those are the kids in yeah. the movie, um, are about to enter Sammy Hoffman's home, you could hear Woody say Sammy Hoffman was one of their friends that they thought went missing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
you can hear him say, I have a bad feeling about this. The big kid, fat kid yeah. said that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a nod to Star Wars, obviously. They say You mentioned that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Every time, every movie they that. say that. Um, uh, Jason Gray uh, Stafford's first name in this film is Randall. His first name is uh, Randall in the show Monk as well. I could, that just could be some crazy ass coincidence. I don't know. All right. I call him. <laughs> it's just a fun monk. fact. Don't look too that much into it. That damn monk show. Damn monk show. Um, <laughs> Uh, every exterior shot of Mackie's house uh, is from the uh, front. Uh, I'm sorry. Every exterior shot of Mackie's house from the front side has the number partially covered by one of the support beams. Interesting. I didn't really pick up on that. Yeah. It's a weird I, little thing. I wonder why that is. That's weird. Yeah, because they show it the front of his house like several times. Yeah, and the kids a lot. Riding, riding by on the bike and mm-hmm. everything. And when they're playing Ghost in the Graveyard or whatever the hell He's it was. He's handing out. Where they were like. Icicles and sh- or yeah, popsicles, popsicles on his front yard. Yeah, there was a lot to do with that. Why were those kids playing ghosts in the graveyard at like 15 years old? Doesn't it seem a little old to be playing that game in the neighborhood. Like if know. they were like 10 or 12, I could see that. But these yeah. kids are like, well, they're not driving yet. Yeah, but and they still. can't really go anywhere. Yeah, they have bikes and shit though. I don't know. True. That's weird. I mean, if there's a murder, <laughs> I'm loose. I wouldn't want my kid to be playing in the backyard. <laughs> I'd be playing anyway. Ghost in the Graveyard too. Um, so obviously, this being an '80s movie, there are several references to '80s pop culture at the time to mm-hmm. let you know that it is indeed an '80s movie that you are watching. It yes. is this, the clothing and the cars and the synthwave music weren't enough for you. Nope, they're heavy on the references. So they bring up Gilligan's Island. Oh. Um, they talk about that when they're going. Uh, uh, Eats says, uh, for, uh, we will not watch Gilligan's Island while sleeping over at someone's house. Um, there is a picture of the Funky Phantom, which I'm not sure what that is. Funky Phantom. The Funky Phantom. Do you know what the Funky Phantom is? I don't I don't know who or what. I'm really? not sure. Who is this? I, I don't know. It's in Faraday's house. We'll have to rewatch it. or I'll, I'll just look up who the Funky Phantom is. But it was a TV show from 1971. Cool. Um, obviously, they talk about Star Wars several times in this movie. There's like three things. They talk yeah. about the Ewoks. The Ewoks and they that. talk about the characters several times in the movie. They talk about butt-fucking-wookies and <laughs> yeah. all sorts of fun stuff. <laughs> fun little things. It's fun. They bring up Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which is obviously from the movie from 1977, the Spielberg movie. Um, there's a poster for the movie Don't Go in the House in Davy's room. Hmm. Uh, you can see uh, Asteroids video game in the game or in when they were at the bowling alley and they went to the arcade. Oh, cool. Uh, they mentioned Magnum P.I. in passing. Again, another Star Wars thing where they talk about the Ewoks, oh. how impossible it There's is. A lot of references. Yeah, a lot of little references. Again, <laughs> they have to let you know it's from the 80s. Hell they yeah. mentioned G.I. Joe having Cobra Commander Lair and thinking that the cop has some lair, which he ended up kind of did having. He didn't totally he? did. Oh, man. That kid was <laughs> right kid, on I that one. I kind of forgot about that. That was G.I. Joe. Um, show. And they had G.I. Joe walkie talkies, obviously. Um, they brought up Gremlins. There was yeah. some reference to the movie The Burbs. Um, oh, that's kind movie. of an interesting Tom one. Tom Hanks. Then, yeah, great movie. Uh, the name of the character is Arthur Ray Peterson, and Tom Hanks played Ray Peterson in The Burbs. <laughs> so that's kind of a cool, <laughs> little, cool. little nod. Um, so the movie uh, was filmed in Vancouver, uh, British Columbia, obviously Canada. Um, it's set in 1984, Cape May, Oregon. So I, that would, they said that that was like a – there's like 10 towns that that's right. Cape May. Yeah. And uh, – um, I did not. I don't remember the name of the town. The things it starts with an I. It's like it's Whispa or something, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, some I, weird little. I, forgot. I just toity, saw the IS. Whitey Yuppieville name. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, the, uh, so 
Festivals and awards. Festivals get into it. and awards. Bah, bah, where to go? There, there we go. Yeah. Um, so the film premiered uh, at the 2018 Sundance Film Festival in January 22nd of 2018, obviously. The film was released uh, in uh, August 10th of 2018, and it won uh, Best Screenplay um at the Cinepocalypse Festival in Chicago. Nice. So not bad. How why weren't we invited? I mean, probably we're right because here. no one listens to this podcast <laughs> or watches us on oh, Facebook God. and no one knows who we are. <laughs> That's the real hard hitting truth. Uh, we need a hard hitting truth thing down do. there too. Uh, <laughs> you guys suck. Uh, uh, we so yeah, that rounds up the awards. Not many awards or film I mean, festivals that I saw. That's a cool award. Yeah, I mean, best screenplay at Cinepocalypse Festival in Chicago. We'll have to look up Cinepocalypse yeah. Festival. Go Maybe there, check it out. Coming out soon. See uh, what news coming out before it hits Netflix or Shutter or whatever. Shutter. That'd be cool. Pay us Shutter. <laughs> pay us. Pay me for watching your service. <laughs> so that'd be we, perfect. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the soundtrack and score? Soundtrack and score. I found a few things. Okay, lay it That's on us. Cool. Um, first of all. I'm not really sure how to pronounce her names because it is uh, Cana- French Canadian. Mm-hmm. So do your um, best, man. You there got is. It. I did find three composers. Um, one of them was that band that you did mention. Mm-hmm. Um, Les first one, is, yeah. First one is uh, Jean Philippe Bernier. Okay, I think that's how you say it. Yep. He uh, he not only does composing, he's also an actor. Does producing, um, cinematography. So he does a lot of cool things. Okay. So this guy is involved. He's in a jack of all trades. Yeah, and a Jean Felipe of all trades. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so yeah, he did compose. He composed music for Summer of '84, for Turbo Kid. Turbo there's Kid. Okay. A few other ones. Um, there's a little short called T is for Turbo. Yeah, um, that's the short film I think that they helped use to get funding or to get oh, based that basically turbo kid? turbo kid is based off of nice. for turbo yeah and then uh just a few other shorts nothing really too familiar on okay. my end so probably just starting off in his career this group seems like a young go-getter type of bunch Definitely. for it's, sure i saw it started about 2010 and then um up until now what 2017 was summer of 84 yeah so yeah a good seven year streak of working on some shorts cool i think i saw a little uh short mini series he did um and then the other composer is jean nicholas lepew I think, okay. or Lepi. Sorry, I'm not sure how to. I think Lepi is right, yeah. Lepi. Okay. Uh, he pretty much worked on the same movies and stuff with uh, the other guy. Okay. So it seemed like they worked uh, hand in hand with a lot of things. So they're buddies. Buddy buddies. Cool. And then the band as well, Le Matos, Le I Matos. think that is. Um, just pulled up their stuff and didn't have a chance to read it. That's okay. But it's definitely synth heavy, as you can tell. Because it uh, seems like they did a few of the same movies as the other guys. Mm-hmm. And it was all synth-heavy, kind of the 80s style. So, um, Are yeah. Jean-Philippe and Jean-Nicolas, are they the band members of um, Le Motos? You know what? Let me see. No, there's... No. Um, it says a few other guys. Let's see. Oh, oh yeah. Wait. I'm not going to ask you to pronounce that name. Yeah, sorry. Shuki Leve? Shuki Leve? 
No, no, wait. That's who they're sa- who they sound like. Yeah. See, I, I didn't have a chance to read. That's okay. This, sorry, people, but um, yeah, it's look them up on Spotify. Check them out. They're they are on Spotify. I've are. been listening to their music. Their Kid soundtracks really cool. Nice. The, they have a couple of videos. Oh. They have like a they have one or two videos I think for that were made. There were songs in Turbo Kid that are actually like little prequels to the movie oh, Turbo cool. Kid. So it's kind of a I little like nice little nod. Yeah, yeah. They're from Montreal. Yep. So the only yeah. thing I have on them is that they're a Canadian synthwave band formed in 2007 from Montreal, and they refer to their music as Outrun. Outrun. Yeah, that's kind of cool. They just named their own like genre. Like, yeah, it's kind of like a no. Outrun. It's kind of like a known genre now. Oh, Outrun. it is. It's all the that's like cool. the eighties music, like where it sounds like you're in the car, you're outrunning the cops. You're like, that's cool. Yeah, nice. I'm just gonna do beatbox outrun for you guys all night long. Let me pull up my playlist right here. So some oopsie daisies. Yes, we found most of the oopsie daisies in here were. Uh, anachronisms, which are a thing belonging or appropriate to a period other than which that it exists, especially a thing that is conspicuously old-fashioned. Yeah. So basically, like things that are out of place with the time. Of course, so which like these there was are, a few. Yeah, there were, and we noticed a couple of them too. And I think this list pretty cover much covers a lot of what we saw. I was kind of glancing at it earlier. Mm-hmm. I try again. I try not to read this stuff before we do this because I'm trying not to. It's hard to research a movie you haven't seen before. Yeah. Like researching. And then you the, want to spoil the movie. Yeah. For yourself. Like researching <laughs> the thing was great because I loved that movie. I've yeah. seen it a million times, so like I was excited to research it and dig in. Like, and I could speak pretty, like accurately about the movie but like this i want to make sure i get it right because we've obviously we've only seen it one time we just watched it and i haven't read a lot of this i try to copy and paste over as much as i can without really digesting it but i still want to make sure it's okay so it's kind of an interesting little tightrope walking thing that i do um but yeah so anyway there were a number of these issues in the movie that like didn't kind of mesh well with the 80s setting or the early 80s setting. And uh, we'll just start at the top of the list. So um, there are a number of slang terms and gestures that are out of place for 1984. Some examples are the word convo, ginger, and the idiom take a chill pill, Um, uh, the high five, and the fear of AIDS, which wasn't really widely (laughs) known until like the following year. Okay. Um, uh, Mackie's personal vehicle, the Jeep Cherokee, uh, has daytime running lamps, uh, which uh, wasn't even used in the U.S. until 1981 when General Motors started to implement them. Oh, okay. Yeah, kind of interesting little note there. Cool. Uh, the maroon-colored uh, colored, uh, Chevy Caprice parked in the st- on the street is a 8790 model, and uh, Caprice receives a composite headlight headlamps for the 87 model so that model must have had those composite headlamps um that didn't come out f- for five years after Damn. or so uh, some uh, whatever three or four years later car stuff Nin- oh 90 okay it's the 87 i see yeah so it came out three years later hmm. um the center high mount stop lamp which is abbreviated as chmsl mm-hmm. so that's the center high mount stop lamp is visible in the police car where Davy and Dale attempt to escape, um, and that wasn't mandated until 1986. <laughs> yeah. How dare they? And it was optional fitment in 1985. Hmm. So two years too soon for the lights on the top of the car. They should have known that. They should have known that. Gosh. Tisk tisk. Um, so they apparently they show some cheerleaders at the bowling alley that are wearing an A-line skirt, and that wasn't that style wasn't available until the uh, around the year two thousand. Oh wow! 
well. So they were just ahead of their time Way with their cheerleading their outfits. I don't Jeez. see why that's such a problem. <laughs> um, this is a good one. I like this because this is like you can't fuck with nerds because they know. Nerds know. We know. Oh yeah. Um, so uh, the arcade machine, as- uh, the Atari Asteroids machine um, in the arcade, it, uh, it was converted to an LCD flat screen, and it's missing the cardboard bezel. Uh, obviously, LCD monitors didn't come up until. 2000s uh so um this in that old asteroids hardware required old school vector monitors oh you know, yes so, they did yeah okay, not, I remember those yeah vectors. not flat screen monitors on there mm-hmm. um uh the police car apparently and i didn't notice this this is a good this is a good find for this person um whoever wrote this then let me read it online or on the podcast <laughs> um the police car switches between a 1981 to 85 chevy impala to an 86 chevy caprice hmm. Interesting. So the cop car switches. I guess yeah. they could just assume that like they have multiple vehicle types at the the station Maybe. potentially. I'm not sure. Could Maybe one got fucked up and they couldn't use it but anymore. But how'd they get the car from the future if it's 1984? Maybe Mark McFly's <laughs> there. I didn't see a DeLorean, did you? No, but I did see Doc. I did, you <laughs> did see Doc. That bastard. <laughs> that um, Dusty DeWitt. Uh, is referred to as a ginger. Oh, yeah, we mentioned this. How the hell are they going to know it's black and white? So the photo of the kid is on a milk carton, and the one kid says, oh, who's this ginger kid? Mm -hmm. And uh, how the hell would he know it's a ginger kid if the photo is black and white? Unless it's um, said in the details, like this ginger, ginger kid is missing. Well, again, ginger wasn't a, like a oh, word true. that they really used back mm. then. Um, so interesting. Yeah, that doesn't work. Son of a bitch. Oh, here's another issue with the Jeep, and this we okay. stated this earlier. The, uh, the model is a 90s Jeep, obviously, and the rims that were there uh, weren't... The rims that were on the Jeep weren't around in 84. Hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. It's tough when you do these movies. Like, Dude, yeah. Because even... Um, oh, I remember when, uh, remember when we saw It, and we... Long time ago, yeah. we recorded a podcast that we never posted about it. Yeah, because uh, I fucked up the I, recording. Yeah, I think we mentioned <laughs> there that like when they were in the drugstore, like all the products and stuff that were on yeah. the shelf were like now, like they went to, just went into like a Walgreens. Yeah, are we gonna film really quick? <laughs> Here's a preparation H. Eighty. <laughs> so it's tough when you do these like throwback movies like this because like there is so much, and, and I'll, I'm sure. I'm sure all of these things that were listed here, they probably knew about going into it. Yeah, but you they can't had to compromise. Like, yeah, it's like, does it look like a fucking nine, an eighties car? Yeah, all right, let's get it it's in the movie close, then. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, it, it. They don't have the big budget to like go and rent these old school vehicles, True. like you know, and then destroy them potentially with films and things like that. It yeah. happens all the time, but you know, it's this is not a huge blockbuster movie. So these things are, they're going to trickle through. And I I knew going into this movie that we were going to see like every oopsie daisy was going to be one of these like time flying fuck ups. Like this wasn't around then, but it's still, it, if you notice them, it does take you out of the immersion portion of the movie, which is really important to something like this. That's why all these points have to work so well together. Like the kids running around the neighborhood, playing them, riding their bikes, the, you know, the music alone, the music is so always reminds you it's 1980s. Yeah. Just when all you need to show is the fucking, the the high socks up to their fucking calf and Daisy Dukes and the music and the, you know, 
Chuck Taylor's riding a bike in the music, and you're just like 80s. I know it's 80s, yeah, Stranger Things, it. all that stuff. Yeah. We've been conditioned by Netflix yeah, and the corporate overlords. Uh, they, they brainwashed us. So that about wraps it up for the FC days. Did you notice anything else that? I honest, I was looking, yeah. and I didn't really didn't see anything. Didn't really uh, notice. I mean, this stuff. Things. I have the same thing you do. We okay, just probably copy, copy the copy same list. Yeah, thank you, stuff. IMDb. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, this is some detailed stuff, and I don't know anything about cars or chili eating outfits. So right, who yeah. like I don't know any of that. Who stuff. looks at this stuff and notices that shit? I mean, you just probably have to be growing up in that era and be like, hey. I, when I was a cheerleader, I didn't wear that kind yeah. of like they didn't come out till when I was a junior. Or, or even like, like <laughs> yeah, or like maybe like there's a couple things mentioning a Jeep Cherokee. Like maybe they're a Jeep enthusiast and they know everything about the models and True. they're like, hey, that's some BS because that shit didn't come out until whenever. Yeah. Um, interesting. Huh. I mean, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. That's a, the hell of an eye to notice that stuff in yeah. the movie and like to that. pick it out. Like I, you know, I, I didn't notice any of that shit. I would have just nope. gone on gladly living my life yeah. thinking that it was a Ignorance fairly accurate 80s movie, right? Ignorance is bliss. So yeah, that does it for the Ipsies. Oopsies. Let's get into some critical reviews. Critical reviews. And critical they are. They are. Well, just one, really. Oh. Maybe two. No, there's two. Okay. That are... So I'm, I'm going to start breaking these up into positive and negatives. Um, so I'll read at the top of the list the IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic ratings, and then yeah. I'll get into the actual reviews. Um, so Rotten Tomatoes, right now this film is sitting at a 67% for critic reviews and a 69% for audience reviews. All right. Um, the little, little tidbit that they give you says Summer of 84 suffers from an over-reliance on nostalgia for its titular decade, which it definitely does. Um, but a number of effective jolts make it a satisfying Make it uh, may satisfy genre enthusiasts, yeah. which I would agree with. Yeah, it does lean heavily on that, like it's the '80s thing, as we've yeah. mentioned several times, drills. and I'm sure everyone's annoyed with. Drills but they, in. it's an hour, <laughs> it's an hour and forty six minutes of it's the '80s, remember? Um, and they really throw it in your face. Uh, I feel I don't know. Um, <laughs> on IMDb, the movie has a six point seven percent, so almost an exact same uh, or not six point seven percent. Jesus, a six point seven out of ten, okay. which is similar to the sixty seven percent over at Rotten Tomatoes. So pretty similar score. Pretty sim. And Metacritic has it at a fifty seven, um, and they say uh, the same exact thing about it that uh, Rotten Tomatoes did about how it suffers from uh, you know kind of leaning on the nostalgia thing a little bit too much. Yeah. So want to jump into some of the positive reviews first so uh joe blow's movie emporium called the ending an inspired wrap-up and he gave it an eight out of ten hell yeah hell i yeah. agree to that <laughs> that ending was awesome it was kind of <laughs> it did bring it home i love those endings yeah Damn. We're, and this is going to be spoiler written i'm sure just yeah. to tell you guys up top even though we've been recording for like 20 minutes now oh, it's been um, like a half an hour has it really yeah, it's been about half an hour we've we been talking that long yeah wow it's all good. I'm so sorry. We just, <laughs> these things were supposed to be 30 us. minutes. My I'm not mom doing and your wife, well. they love us. They love us. Thanks, guys. Thanks, we Ma. love you, too. Um, uh, so uh, Bloody Disgusting said it hit the sweet spot for me, it ex and I felt the need to talk about it excessively. Nice. Yeah, that's good. That's that's a pretty good review. Um, Film Threat said it uh, lulled, you into uh, lulled you into a false sense of security uh, and blatantly before slamming you into a brilliantly dark, chilling finale. Yes. You won't be disappointed. Eight out of ten. 
like that you have 15 minutes left yeah the movie's not over yeah oh, i know right shit. it's like oh god we're not even close to being done with <laughs> that this that was awesome um uh deadly uh, i'm sorry daily dead said uh even though the story does take a bit to get going um once things do get moving it's uh that's he says that's really just me nick pitting nick Hit, yeah, nitpicking. Nah, I can't even talk. Nitpicking. 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 Uh, the greatness of this uh, summer of '84. So okay. So he says it gets a little long. Takes a little long to get going. But hey, he's being nitpicky, and it's actually a great film. <laughs> I, I one sentence I just butchered completely, and I'm just giving a summary oh, of it. Man. It's late. I'm tired. Dude, we're all tired. <laughs> uh, Pop Matters uh, uh, said it is a trashy, trashy classic that will absolutely rock midnight movie houses and gave it an 8 out of 10. Cool. Yeah. So now for the nasty reviews. Nice. Negative, dirty ones. Get the dirty. Um, Collider gave it an F Collider. with no positive notes. Um, let's see. Uh, Variety said uh, neither funny nor scary enough to leave a lasting impression. More slowly paced than necessary, and those seeking horror content will find the payoff underwhelming after a protracted, mild buildup. Uh, the leisurely progress isn't justified and, uh, by any well-developed subplots uh, or by much suspense. There is a ne there is never a doubt who the perpetrator is, and apart from the couple of a uh, couple of false jump scares, uh, the real peril surfaces quite late in the game, which it does. Yeah, um, that it review. Does. Uh, um, also noted, uh, said the review noted that there is uh, it is unclear if the script um, was intended to be a, like a satire or straight suspense or a mixture of both, which I, I kind of agree with that. And yeah, I'll, I'll get into a that a little in my review. On that. Yeah. <laughs> so that rounds up the critical review. So most folks liked it. It seems if you're a seems horror fan, you enjoyed it. Yeah. And then uh, Variety said it's kind of. Nah, kind of forgettable, and then Collider just gave it an F flat Who's out. Collider? I mean, it's another review website. There's so many of them. Are they popular? They are a popular okay. one, yeah. So they mm -hmm. have a little. Pull. They definitely. <laughs> they, have, add, they got some. Pull. They have more listeners and viewers than we do. Whatever well, it is they do. <laughs> I mean, my dog does a podcast, and he's got way more viewers and listeners than us. <laughs> I know. I know he's always crazy. telling me life is rough. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. How long have you been waiting to pull that one out, I dude? I just saw that right now. <laughs> That's not bad. You kind of set that up for me. Now I knock him down. <laughs> I'm talking about you knock him down. Kyle. We're switching to full comedy con oh, podcast now. Creative um, comedy reviews. Comedy reviews. <laughs> uh, so let's get into our thoughts. Okay. Um, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I'll go first. 10 out of 10. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> it's every fucking week, this guy. Oh, God. No, in, in this category, I'm going to start just a whole new category. Okay. 80s horror movies. All right. <clears throat> this one, I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Okay. The ending, definitely, I love that ending. So that, like, totally that was cool. cemented in. Because it was probably, it was teetering on a, a high... 7.9 out of 10, but that ending crushed it to the date. Gotcha. So gave it that extra, uh, extra it little it point push. there. Yeah. I love those endings of like, whoa. Nudged it into like, the greatness. It's not the expected ending that you're like, yeah, everything yeah. ends up working out. No, no, not this one. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, the music was great. It definitely, like we said, that made the movie remind you it's the 80s for sure. Mm -hmm. And if you noticed all those oopsie daisies, then. The music was there to bring you back in. Yep. So I think everything was it was good. It was shot well. The dialogue, the kids did. I good. agree. Yeah. Story was good. So definitely kept me on my toes, and I liked it. Cool. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten for Kyle. Yeah. Um, 
Here we go. Yeah. So <laughs> go overall, like I I enjoyed the ending. I thought the ending was a clever little twist Definitely. to the a whole twist. genre. What a twist. Um so I I guess we should just spoil it right up front. They basically say oh that uh I don't know. What yeah. So anyway, yeah. the kid lives and <laughs> so it's, kind of, it's hard to talk about like the yeah. brilliance of the ending without giving it away. Basically the killer says, like, I'm not gonna kill you, but one day I'm going to kill you and I'm gonna make you you ruin my life, so I'm going to basically make you think every single day about me and yeah, tell you the look day over you your die. Shoulder. And one day you will see me and you will die. You won't know what the day is or when it will be, but I'll be there watching. And then he runs away. And then he runs away. Can find him. And no, and yeah. Like, oh shit. So that's kind of a it's fucked up ending because that totally. would. It's a definitely. Fuck. Yeah. Like, I mean, now he's going to be living in constant fear. Oh, so, yeah. and he did ruin his life. Granted, the guy was a serial killer. Of course. So he was, the kid was right the whole time. Yeah. But yeah. So let me just, for oh god, where do I start? Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to go with six out of ten. Whoa. Yeah. Six out of ten. Uh, I felt that. The as I said earlier, the '80s thing, like they were hammering it. I they really were. Like there, there are shows and movies that handle it a lot better. Mm -hmm. uh, Stranger Things is one of them. The movie it handled it really well. Where like they weren't constantly putting it in your face. Like remember this. Like remember this. Like let's talk about Star Wars. Let's talk about Gilligan's Island. Let's talk about Magnum PI. Like oh True, yeah. yeah okay we get it. it. I we got it. Like they didn't have an over reliance <laughs> on these. And they like the one critical thing said. I I really felt they were hanging their hat on the 80s thing and it felt so forced to me hmm. it really kind of took me out of the movie a little See, bit I, I didn't catch all those references so to me they were just like part of the dialogue gotcha. so i'm like i wasn't really sure like oh i recognize that and like geez they're really talking 80s now yeah i just had no idea that, so. that's a good perspective coming in you know kind of clean with a with that a really a lot of knowledge about what that stuff is helps mm -hmm. out for sure yeah it just I, I love the music. I, the music was, I thought, was one of the strongest points in the movie. Course, Again, yeah. it just it helps with the flow of everything, and it really helps build the help build the tension and the suspense. Um, I thought the kids did a good job yeah. together. Everyone seemed to do really well. They seemed like they were friends. They seemed like, like they were buddies. Yeah. Um, there was an over reliance again on the sexuality of it. Like it was again with the eighties thing, they yeah. really hammered the, like every chance these kids got, they were talking about tits and porn and <laughs> pussy and stuff the hot like that. Neighbor which, chick. The hot neighbor girl yeah. and seeing her naked and stuff like that. And like, they touched on a little bit on of that and like stranger things and, you know, making fun of the kid for liking a girl or True. kissing a girl. And yeah. like they did the same thing in it, you know, where they were like, where the girl was like in her underwear and they were swimming and the boy, the boys were looking and they like, weren't trying True. to look. So, and they talked about it a little bit, but it, this movie was just like boobs, tits, yeah. pussy, sex all the time, Pornography stealing porno magazines. mags. And yeah. here's a national oh, geographic yeah. magazine with boobs <laughs> and I'm stealing it. Here's a porno part. mag in the guy's mailbox that I'm stealing. And here's a porno mag in our treehouse. It's like, Oh my God. Like, yeah. There's porn the everywhere. Talked about banging the one kid's mom so much. <laughs> it was just like, I get it. Oh, like, man. So there, that got a little annoying to me. I, but other than that, I thought the kids did a really great job. They yeah. were all funny. They were very charismatic. They all got seemed to get along well. Again, you could. You, it was believable that these kids were friends, and they all grew up in the same little 
cul-de-sac neighborhood together it made perfect sense the best line crap to my calvins (laughs) (laughs) crap to my calvins that was a great line yeah and that that was really one of the strongest Uh, points of the movies was seeing the kids interact with each other like when they were doing their little stakeout missions and stuff that was the most fun um so i kind of just give everyone a summary of this i know we talked about it a bit but basically this is just like kind of pays homage to like that rear window movie where the um they did a simpsons parody of that too where uh he thinks that uh where bart thinks ned killed uh maude oh, okay. yeah and, like, it's kind of the same yeah. when he's so that's based on a movie called rear window okay. that's a similar premise the guy is awesome. uh, homebound for some reason and he thinks his neighbors did it this ends up being a similar movie but in, in that he is actually a killer um and it's the kid's imagination didn't get away with him but it, they make you question it several times in the movie Definitely. which i thought was good all too. the way up until close all, to the end. all the way up to the very end yeah. actually which i thought was great because like there were points where i was just like this fucking kid will not give <laughs> it up yeah i was like if this was today they'd be shoving adderall down this kid's oh, throat yeah. because they'd just be like him. what is wrong with him yeah. why won't he give this up he's too persistent he is way too persistent but he ended up being right so you know he Showed was vindicated guys. in the end yeah. but it's at what a cost you know his uh, whole life now his whole life is ruined <laughs> yeah. because obviously officer Mackey's is going to be waiting for well, him he was going to kill him anyways he, he was he planned this so yeah because like, he, he saw his picture his on the wall so yeah. the kid eventually comes to the realization they break into the guy's house and they break into his basement and he has a dead body in the bathroom down there and he's got another kid tied up and then they come upstairs and he looks at the, all the family pictures on the wall and the one kid notices like oh shit these are all the same pictures from the microfiche i was seeing in the The library these are all the victims and then he sees a picture of himself and his family which it's kind of stupid because again the guys live there forever why would he kill the kid that lives right next door to him yeah that doesn't make any sense pretty obvious kind of stupid um Another thing that bugged me, the characters make a lot of stupid fucking decisions in this movie. Yeah, a lot as of usual. dumbass uh. decisions. Like, <laughs> shit that would just, like, it w- I was yelling at the screen in frustration at how stupid these yeah, kids were. Yeah, they're trying to make it suspenseful, but they're just they're moving, just moving slow. Th- oh, they're moving oh. slow. This movie does this at least three separate times. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm, my lisp is coming out because I'm frustrated. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it does it a couple times in this movie where, yeah, it's like the slow opening of the door. Walking, Come on, and, and it's frustrating. It's like there's no one here. Out. You've already established up at the top that everybody right. in town is at this thing. No one's going to hear you. Why are you slowly? You've already been in this guy's house, too. True. He's yeah. already been in the basement of this guy's house. Why is he walking around in it with a flashlight like he's never yeah. seen anything? Why do they have flashlights? Toe. Turn the fucking lights on. <laughs> we no have the one, camera, yeah, the big light and stuff. Just, like, it was frustrating. There yeah. was all these stupid parts like when the kid was trying to retrieve the walkie-talkie from the thing in broad fucking daylight yeah. In the middle of what? the fucking guy's front yard. <laughs> he knows the guy's home and he's trying uh, to climb. Like, it was just, there was so many parts just like that where yeah. I was just like, what the hell? Like, I'm kind of glad this kid's going to be stalked by a murderer the rest of his life. I was thinking, he's like, fucking annoying. You got to s- send in that evidence, like, anonymous so yeah. he doesn't know it's you. That's so the other like, thing, too, is they go like, right to the, right to the police precinct. The and, and, of course, you. you know, the guy realizes that, you know, that he comes home and the body's missing, so he goes uh, running away. Yeah. You know, and I, again, 
it took me out of it a little bit just because of the stupid ass decisions that they made. And I knew I get it. It's to help further the suspense and the of plot course. of the movie, but yeah. it just ended up being after the third or fourth. Yeah. Time, we were slow, like, oh, come on, come on, just open the fucking door. Like, <laughs> I don't even care if there's the a dead body. <laughs> I just want you to finish this movie. <laughs> oh, um, man. So that kind of bugged me a little bit. Just and, little bit. uh, the parents bugged me in the movie too. Like they were just like, I know, again, this is goes back to the whole, like, it's the 80s, there's carefree, free-range parenting or whatever. <laughs> like, range but it parenting. didn't seem like anybody was on top of these kids. Like, they no. showed kids leaving at, like, 1 in the morning, Dude, people's yeah. houses and shit like it that. I'd be like, where the fuck do you think Get you're your going? No, you can't sleep over at whatever the fat kid's house. What the fuck is wrong with you? It's 2 a.m. His mother's a drunk. in the bed. Yeah, his mom's a drunk. Get back to sleep. There's a lot of sleeping over at people's houses, which I guess we did that a lot as kids and neighbors and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. We did that a lot. Even the cops said that it's pretty hard to get away from an adventure in the summertime. summertime. Yeah. Creating your own little stories and mysteries. Yeah. But that kid was right. He was right. (laughs) And they never really explained what... And I... It's... I know this is going to sound weird because I praise this about other movies like Halloween and things like that. But for movies like this, I'm guess I'm going to complain about it. And I guess I'm a hypocrite, but like they never really explain what the fuck was going on with the serial killer. Like, why did he have a complete replica of his childhood bedroom in his basement? True. Like with all the pictures and stuff, it was weird. weird. And then the weird bathroom, like they never explained it. Like he like, they would never mention him like oddly like being like they they talked about how his family's far away or whatever yeah. but that was it like That's it. i could see if they made mention to like something like oh you know well my mother died as he like trails off and looks and right. loses himself for a minute or something yeah, but something. nothing like that ever happened like no. i think it was just like there was some loose ends for they sure. were just like what would be the creepiest thing like let's put a little kid's bedroom down there like that's yeah. brilliant that's so creepy but why like it just felt kind of like there to be a creepy yeah. thing it was like that's what you would expect to find in a serial killer's house you know that kid was hiding in the bathroom Mm -hmm. the door to the bathroom from the bedroom wasn't locked so he could be in the bathroom in the bedroom he was chained up though he was all he was chained up yeah he was all tied up with duct tape i thought okay and the one kid was dead in the tub he could at least like go in the bedroom or something go lay down (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe that's what it was but why was he hiding in the bathroom maybe because he thought the guy was coming to get him oh maybe i guess yeah i guess that makes sense i was like why see when you actually think about things they make a little more sense but it just again it was weird like why have a a complete replica of his boyhood bedroom with all his pictures on the wall and he had a baseball with his name like for whatever did he like sleep down it. there and like never go? Yeah, to his it was just weird. Bedroom? It's just creepy. It, it is creepy, and it was Maybe strange. He just wanted to be a boy forever and kill little boys. Yeah, he's jealous. But again, it, I think it was just <laughs> added on to be like yeah. a creepy thing. Like that's what you would find. So yeah. all those things combined, you know, the the issues with the forcing the '80s down your throat, the issue of forcing like, hey, these are carefree '80s parents, you know, all the references, like uh, it just kind of built up, and the, the stupidity of the character and the dumbass decisions they just kept making like at at one point in time like even in the movie it like the kids like and they did this in this movie too but way too late in the game you know they were like you know in it they were like fuck you dude we you are crazy we are not going to chase this monster down the sewer get the fuck out of here you know and it wasn't until the stakes the the annies were the annie up where you know they took they took uh the girl Mm -hmm. that they had to like go and do it there was like a reason to it was an odd reason of course you know and that relied on the trope of like the damsel in distress let's go save the girl which is obviously a terrible thing 
thing, sexist thing, but what have How you. How dare you? God damn you all the time. Um, <laughs> and this, but this movie, it just, I don't know. There were parts of it that I really enjoyed, and there were parts of it that are just like were frustrating. It was an enjoyable movie, though. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I liked it. I all laughed. The through, it was, there were great jokes, obviously, like the shitting my Calvins. There was, was some awesome. funny stuff with the porno mags and the kids yeah. talking and shit like that. The butt fucking Wookiee universe <laughs> was funny. Um, oh, the ki- when you know, like I said, the best parts of this were when the kids were doing their little stakeouts on the cops and the for weird sure. things, and you're just waiting for something bad to happen because you knew something was gonna go wrong. You're gonna fuck it up somehow. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, and again, the kid ended up being right. The kid, the guy was a serial killer and obviously shit went terrible for him at the end of the movie. Um, So that was kind of cool because usually in these movies, the the twist is that the kid was wrong and, you know, there's nothing actually going on. Um, but this was twist. ended up being he ended up being right, so that was, was kind of right. cool. They, and they took that to a different place. You know, they didn't kill him. They yeah, made especially it. at the end. Ooh, they they kind of cool. set it up for a sequel. Maybe we'll see like a summer of ninety four now or something like oh, ten, yeah, years ten later. Years later. But, you know, they could do something cool with it, kind of like Very what cool. they did with Halloween. And he gets out of college. And yeah, sees the guy. yeah. Oh shit! Or, you now know, he's a professor, or, or he's some kind of like uh, hermit who has like a uh, oh yeah. Uh, what's the he's got like. Uh, some PTSD or yeah some, some type of f- little fort set up yeah. to like uh, you know help take out the guy or whatever <laughs> who knows they could do whatever they want with it true and yeah it's hopefully real. by that time the movie comes out we'll be in a whole 90s wave of horror movies because it'll be year 2020 and yeah. it'll be like oh 30 years ago it was 1990 <laughs> it's oh, perfect geez. everything's just 30 We're years back so old and just fucking milk that nostalgia money from those oh, yeah. fucking gen xers so, oh, yeah. <laughs> either we'll way for our memories Remember so in the 90s yeah i didn't yeah what, i enjoyed it it wasn't amazing six out of ten for zach eight out of ten for kyle eight out of ten for kyle I, 10. you were about to slip to <laughs> say oh, ten out oh, of ten no <laughs> no not those words no no eight eight out of ten for kyle yeah. ten, uh, six out of ten for zach yeah so. go, ch- go check, check it out. out it's on yeah. shutter it might be your cup of tea again like i said it's funny it's enjoyable but don't go in thinking you're watching another stranger things because the the quality is not as good um no but it's still it's still decent it's still dece yep dece. <laughs> dece. do not say dece. <laughs> oh god oh, god. oh lord uh, all right we're gonna go have a whole separate conversation now about uh-oh. what words are not allowed on the podcast oh man i screwed up <laughs> you I'm did sorry. you're done for now <laughs> we could swear but we can't say i dece. hope that part goes viral <laughs> and everyone just makes fun of you for the rest of well, your life then you can say thank you kyle for making us go us viral. internet famous for 15 for minutes dece. <laughs> We're meme quality now. Yes. Deez. Deez. <laughs> All right. Go watch uh, uh, Summer of 84 on Shutter. I think it's also Shutter on Shutter. Amazon Prime oh, cool. for some moolah. You got to pay for it. But if you have Shutter, it's free. So check it out. Another Shutter exclusive. Again, send me money. Send us money. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have All a right, good peace. evening. Good night.